0: Hi, I'm Keith Allen and I play Murphy on Z Nation and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Lucy James and I listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast.
0: Well, Rob, you're your accent. Holy cow. I haven't heard a New Zealand accent in a very long time. <laughs>
1: Bang with one up gaming, drop more hits. Once I'm famous, the best. That's what our aim is. All platforms, what your game is. to the leader boys are coming. See me in the shooter. I can promise I'll be gunning. When I hit the music, try to swear I'm gonna run it. can one up. You can try, but we done it. Let's go. Alright, let's go to the best place for reviews I know. Xbox One and PS4. We you as far as consoles go. They do handheld PCs. Merchandise for you and me. Contest that you gotta do. The prizes are for gamers who <laughs> going hard all day. We really believe the boys, cause just that great. Can't lose as much as take your certified badass when you play I bang with one-up gaming I bang with one-up gaming I bang with one-up gaming Drop more hits once I'm famous The best that's what our aim is All platforms what your game is To the leaderboards I'm coming See me in a shooter I can promise I'll be gunning When I hit the music try to swim, I'm gonna run it. take One up, you can try, but we done it, let's go.
2: And we're back, it's 1UP Gaming, it's episode 238, it's our Game of the Year edition episode. It's me, David, and it's Brian. What's up, guys? It'd be great if I could actually reply back. Haha, <laughs>
3: no, right? Yeah. That'd be, that would make the show a lot more interesting. People would be coming in here and uh, saying all sorts of stuff like, Hey, I didn't like that game. Or, hey, I love that game, why are you bashing it? You know, kind of hint at IGN, because, you know.
2: If anyone's listening to this sh- podcast before of the years we do have a lot of categories and i do remember i think it's about three years ago there was about i think there were six of us doing the the show and i think we recorded for eight hours so that was fun Huh, sounds like it but we managed to break it up into like three different podcasts so that was good
3: well let's hope we don't end up here for longer than eight hours and let's hope it's less than eight hours because it's just the two of us
2: Yeah, it shouldn't be that bad. So, I think we should just go right on into it, and start with the worst game of 2019.
3: Oh, that's simple for me. I I can just throw this right off the top. WWE2K20, I'm sorry, (laughs) I got the review copy from 2K, so I'm glad I didn't pay for it, but that game was the most broken piece of crap I've ever played. Because when it launched, it had glitches galore. It had broken towers modes. They took out Creative Championship, which they just patched in today for everybody who plays that. And it was total not fun at all. I tried to do. I had planned on doing streaming episodes of Universe Mode and making my own show. And it just. I lost the fun because they had glitches in Universe Mode where, like, if you did a tag team match you got some tag team in the cutscene who's not the tag team that's in the match. And then as soon as the match starts, you got that tag team in the ring still plus the original tag team that you were supposed to play against. And it was a bunch of rotten, controlled AI just running around the ring in circles during the entire match, which completely made me want to skip those matches. It's it's a disappointment, and knowing that the rumors of 2K is that they're cutting their staff because of how disappointing this was in cutting their funding for 2K21. I am not looking forward to any wrestling games going forward. I've kind of lost interest in modern wrestling games. I will still be playing 2K20 off and on, and if they fix it, then great. But for me, that was worse than even Anthem's launch this year because, hey, that was horrible too. I don't know, David. What do you think? What's your uh, worst game of 2019?
2: Well, my worst game... I've got a list of one, two, three, four... I've got a list of five. But I think the only one I can really talk about is FIFA 20 Legacy Edition on the Nintendo Switch.
3: Oh, God. You're going there. i played it. (laughs) I know know exactly what you're going to say. You're going there, so I'll let you take it away because I'm going to be laughing over here.
2: Well, no, it's just... I really, really dislike companies who release... Because I think they did it again for like the 360 and the PS3 towards the end of their life cycles. It was basically just the FIFA, whatever game was before it. They never updated any of the engine, any of the graphics. All they did was change the player names and the player kits. But they still charged like £35, £40 for the game.
3: Yeah, so, I just uh. Saw... I just looked it up, and it says it's supposed to feature updated presentation, which is in quotation marks, in-game menus and broadcast overlays. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about, because even FIFA 19 last year was kind of disappointing for me. And I mean, the graphics were supposed to update from 19 to 20, and I'm assuming they didn't.
2: Well, I mean, on the Nintendo Switch version, it's just the exact same game as last year, just updated rosters.
3: Oh, okay. Then... Um, that, that seems to be an EA tactic lately. Because look at uh, look at Madden Football for over here in the states. Everybody that loves Madden Football. Well, Madden Twenty came out. Everybody who's from Ohio, like me, who's a Cleveland Browns fan, was looking forward to playing the new Cleveland Browns roster. And all they did was just give it a little coat over of, hey, here's the updated roster, here's the updated stadium, but the gameplay still. Oh, oops, there's a glitch. Oop, there's a glitch. It seems that seems to be the case with EA a lot of times. So to take FIFA, Madden, and all their sports games that they've been coming out with and do this kind of crap, it makes no surprise because EA's become one of the biggest jokes of video game companies in general.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean... I think the games on the PS4 and the Xbox One and the PC, they are including new sort of like features and implementing new graphical techniques and things. It's just... It's the Legacy Edition games. But what I don't like is the Nintendo Switch is a brand new console. They shouldn't be doing the Legacy Edition on a brand new console. I can understand it being like on the... (coughs) The 360 or the Wii U are systems from four or five years ago. I just don't see the point in releasing last year's game with updated stats, charging full price for the game, when really it's the exact same game. But that, that's just me. It
3: makes me wonder. I'm looking it up now to see if... Uh... No, hell, even IGN gave FIFA 20 Legacy Edition a 4 out of 10... They said, "According here's an article. EA explains FIFA 2020's legacy version for Nintendo Switch. EA has decided you're going to get a fresh new look in Switch with kits and player lists and all that. But you're not going to be getting Volta or any of the big new futures. They said they will not be revamping the Switch version at all anytime soon, other than minor improvements or enhancements. But I said They said here, I wouldn't say it's the end necessarily for Switch. We don't know what the future holds, but for as of now, we just are not going to be adding much to the Switch price tag.
2: Yeah, so, so basically what they're saying is, the Nintendo Switch uses an updated version of the Android engine, which is out on mobile phones... So, it's not powerful enough to have all the new features of the new consoles. So, they're just releasing the Android version, added a few more graphical effects, added a few more bells and whistles to it, and charging, like, double the price of what it should be.
3: Speaking of Switch, I wanted to bring up something. We have a category, Best 2018 Game in 2019. Switch. Nintendo Switch. Oh my god. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. They're still bringing content out for that game and they plan on bringing content out into 2020. The DLC came out. The new characters. People are still playing that game. I am shocked. And then we just got another Nintendo announcement that Luigi's Mansion 3 is going to be adding more DLC in 2020 as well. So let's keep it coming. Nintendo seems like to me they topped this year's console market in my opinion because the Switch has a lot of independent games but they're also doing a lot of things fan service, they're trying to get the bigger games on there, like they got Doom Eternal coming on Switch next year they got Doom 64 coming on Switch next year, they got a lot of the classic games that we've played on PS4 and Xbox One coming to Switch, but yet, talking about that worst game of 2020, of 2019, pardon uh, FIFA Legacy Edition, yeah But, I don't know what you got for best game from last year into this year, but I say Super Smash Bros. for me, tops the cake.
2: I mean, to be honest, I think that was one of the ones I took out of my lists. I think I took took that out, so...
3: (laughs) I just threw it in there just because I felt that the Nintendo Switch, like, it got my top five Nintendo Switch games. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, Luigi's Mansion 3, Super Mario Maker 2, which... Is still an older game, but they got more content. They just had the new Legend of Zelda stuff added for Super Mario Maker 2. I mean, you can make Mario and transform him into a little version of eight-bit version of Link and make your own little levels with uh, Mario as Link, which is pretty cool. And then they just had a really awesome game that I'm playing right now called Astral Chain come out. That's Mm. it's a good RPG. It's a bit confusing, but I'm just playing an unchained mode just to play the story, but then hey, Pokemon Sword and Shield came out, yeah. Which I'm, I'm happy about that.
2: I mean, like looking at right. So let me just go back to the top because I think we know that the worst game's going to be WWE.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and I will just highlight that and change the font size so I know that's the winner. Um, right so that's that one so worst game of this year is WWE 20 or 2k 20 so that's a bad game so with the Nintendo then so the switch games the ones I've got wrote down on here to talk about was Ring Fit Adventure Super Mario Maker 2 Luigi's Mansion 3 Super Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, Yoshi's Crafted World and Pokémon Sword and Shield.
3: Yoshi, I've not played. I've heard that Ring Fit was kind of a disaster. I'm not sure if you played it, but I heard it was kind of a disaster for trying to make an exercise game into an adventure game.
2: Um, I mean, like, basically, it's better than it should be. If that you, do you know what I mean, it's better than it should be.
3: Okay, so it's better as in... It's actually fun to play.
2: I wouldn't say fun. It's just better than it should be. okay so we'll just leave it at that then (laughs) but it's like out of all these games on this list Super Mario Maker 2 I did not like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate I really dislike Smash Brothers Pokemon Sword and Shield they are okay but it's just not my sort of game Yoshi's Crafted World looks amazing but it's still got a very floaty sort of jump mechanic, which I don't like in platformers. So the only game out of all those that I actually like to play would be Luigi's Mansion 3.
3: I went back and started playing Luigi's Mansion 1 because I never finished the game. Oh, that's fun too. But yeah, I have to agree because, like I said, Marvel Ultimate Alliance for me was fun because I like hack and slashes and I've always loved Ultimate Alliance. And while the story mode may be kind of... Weird, because it's Thanos, and hey, we've already had a movie about Thanos. Let's just let's just jump on the bandwagon. Um, I liked it, because I thought it was cool. You know, it's still got the ability to choose characters and everything, and play as who you want, and it's good to play with friends. Luigi's Mansion 3 is really fun overall, whether you play in co-op or by yourself. So that definitely goes on the list. But yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield, as a Pokemon fan since the very beginning... This game is its fun. The new Dynamaxing feature is kind of weird. It's like they took Pokemon Go and they supersized it. And they, hey, giant raid battles just like in Pokemon Go. Oh, yay, lovely. The thing that's disappointing about this game, though, is it's hard to find people online who actually want to do the Dynamaxing battles with you. Because my best friend Nikki has a copy. She took Sword. I took Shield. And even with the two of us, you have to have the AI join you because nobody else has a copy. And the AI can be kind of dumb when it comes to playing sometimes, but I still put that on the list. But Astral Chain, for me, has to be on the list because it's a JRPG, and I'm obsessed with Japanese RPGs. And the good thing about this is, for once, I finally get a Japanese RPG that actually has English-speaking voiceovers. No more subtitles for me. And the graphics, I want to get into the graphics later on when we're talking about graphical games, but the uh, graphics for Astral Chain for the Switch tops the line for a Switch game from what I've seen, because basically the gameplay of this game is you have these things called Legion, which are like alien creatures from another dimension, and you have them chained to you, and you're part of a special division of the police, but you're not an actual part of the police force, you're part of a special division of the police force, So, therefore, you have these Legion things that help you fight these things that are supposed to be hidden from the untrained eye called Chimera, which are another alien force that invades our planet. But now people are seeing these Chimera for the first time. They can't see the Legion, but they can see the Chimera, so it's your job as a police force to fight this overworldly, otherworldly enemy coming to take over. And I'm still very early into the game, but... It's still fun. It's like fun hack and slash shooter all in one. So that's
2: my list. Right then, so I think basically we've got a very similar list. I will take off the, the ring fit. So that leaves six games on my list. So Super Mario Maker 2, Luigi's Mansion 3, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Yoshi's Crafted World, Pokemon, and Astral Chain. Which one of those do you think should get removed?
3: Uh, let's see. Let's go, because... Let's go, actually... That's a tough decision. I'm probably going to have to say... Let's go with Yoshi. Yep. Let's take Yoshi out.
2: Right, so we've got five games in the list now. So... That's Super Mario, Maker 2, Luigi's Mansion 3, Smash Brothers, Pokemon, and Astral Chain. Out of those five, which one game do you think should win the category?
3: I'm um, sorry, Pokemon, but let's go with Astral Chain, because I felt disappointed that
2: Astral Chain didn't get anything at the VGAs. Right, I am happy with that. So that is the top five Nintendo games for the Nintendo Switch. And the winner is Astral Chain. So we'll move back up to the top of the list that I've got now, and we'll go to the best single-player campaign.
3: Another Nintendo game for me. Another Nintendo game for me. Fire oh.
2: Emblem Three Houses. Do you know what? I've actually got that wrote down somewhere. I've, I've got it under the best uh, strategy game, but I didn't actually put it on the best Nintendo list.
3: Oh. Yeah, neither did I. I just realized that. <laughs> it should have been on the Nintendo list.
2: So is that better than any of the three or f- four games, whatever it was on Nintendo, on the top ten list? Top five, rather.
3: Mm. Actually, yeah, that would beat Astral Chain, I think, in my opinion, because it's got the same kind of graphics as Astral Chain, but it's got more replay, pre- replay value than Astral Chain does.
2: So so would you keep um, Astral Chain in the, in the top five and just take another game out to add Fire Emblem?
3: Let's take out Louis not Luigi's Mansion, let's take out Mario Maker.
2: Mario Maker, yep. Yeah. So I can take put that, that, in that there. one. And I can add Fire Emblem.
3: I'm happy with that.
2: So you want Fire Emblem to win that?
3: Yeah, let's have Fire Emblem win that one.
2: Right. <laughs> right, so... Fight Emblem, Three Houses, wins the top five, Nintendo, and the runners-up is... Astral is, Chain? Well, the, it's just basically like Luigi's Mansion 3, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and Astral Chain are in the top five, but it's just one winner. So the one winner is the Fight Emblem, and the rest are just good games to buy if you're looking to get some games for the Nintendo Switch.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. Actually, now that you put it like that, so... For every, all of our listeners out there, Fire Emblem Three Houses is definitely worth buying. That's the top buy because, let me explain it, there's three different houses you can choose from, which gives you three different campaigns, and each one is at least 100 hours long, so that's way like two to 300 hours, I think, total for gameplay, unless you're a really good strategy gamer. So,
2: I mean, I'll be honest, I've never really played any of the Fire Emblem sort of games.
3: I played the Game Boy Advance once. Yeah. And the DS once. I never finished a Fire Emblem game in mm. my life,
2: so... Well, I mean, I can't remember which episode it was, but... I, I did talk about... Nintendo not being my favourite sort of developer. And I talked about how... I wasn't a big fan of the Zelda Ocarina of Time. The new one? Uh, no, no, the the one for the Nintendo 64. Oh yeah, that one. The first 3D one. And there was an actual developer who emailed me on my Facebook account who basically was saying that I made him cry because it was the greatest game ever made. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I "I don't care.
3: Um, Actually, when it comes to Zelda on 64, I kind of have to say that Majora's Mask was kind of like a lot better because honestly if you look at the games when you come to try to buy games nowadays the and not a sealed copy but a boxed copy of the Majora's Mask with the holographic kind of label on it goes for more than Ocarina of Time in a box with the instruction manual and everything because it's the more popular game so
0: fly through space rescue cats score big points Download Per Rocket for free today. Visit
2: www.purrocket.com Right, so that's the Nintendo list. So we will now go and do the best single-player campaign. So I'll read through my games, and if you've got any extras, sort of like shout them out after I've finished. So I've got Control, Resident Evil 2 Remake, I don't know how to pronounce it, but Sekiro, The Outer Worlds, Devil May Cry 5, Gears 5, Metro Exodus, Zelda Link's Awakening Remake, Mortal Kombat 11, Outer Wilds, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and Death Stranding. Okay, so here's my list
3: Fire Emblem Three Houses, Astral Chain, Control, then I put Resident Evil 2 on there because from what little I saw of it, it seemed amazing. Out of Worlds went on there. Gears 5 went on there. Zelda and Star Wars. Those were like seven. But getting rid of single-player campaigns for me, taking Zelda off the list. I just didn't like Star- – I like Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, but I don't like the story. I just think it's – to me, it's too bland. Um Control. I just started playing today, but the campaign's already hooked me because I was a fan of Alan Wake back in the day. Hmm. So, actually, I have a new winner for that category on my list. I would have. It's. I'm stuck between two actually because I haven't played the whole campaign of Control yet. I'm stuck between the Outer Worlds and Gears Five.
2: For me, it's between. Gears Five and Metro Exodus.
3: Well, I haven't. I, I actually not have not caught up to uh, Metro Exodus yet because I'm still playing the originals. Um, but I have played the Gears Five campaign with my best friend Nikki. Um, I'd have to say Gears Five. A lot of people hated it, but I would have to go with that because I like the way the campaign's going. I like how they're starting to finally give us insight into what's been going on for the last four gears games of what's been going on behind the scenes
2: right so i'm happy to go with that so i'm happy to go with the gears five so that's that so how long have we been been recorded for 25 minutes do you have trouble
0: sleeping tossing and turning all night nothing you do seems to help you're not getting your recommended six to eight hours of sleep each night well now there's a solution now there's Fat Cat Fly. With Fat Cat Fly, you'll easily get the sleep that you deserve. Download for free on the iOS app store, and you're guaranteed to get a good night's sleep with very few side effects as you help a fluffy kitty eat all the junk food that he wants. Side effects may include sleepless and desire for cheeseburgers if erection lasts more than five hours see a physician. Try Fat Cat Fly today. Visit Facebook.com slash
2: because you deserve a better life. So we will do the Best Shooter category now. And on my list, again, not many games, I've got Borderlands 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Apex Legends, Gears 5, and Rage 2, which I actually forgot came out this year.
3: Yeah, I I saw that when I was looking up top Microsoft to see if there was any Microsoft exclusives, and it's on the Game Pass, and I'm like... Ooh, Rage 2. I have not played that yet. Gotta love your Game Pass on Xbox, because you get all those games for free. Yeah,
2: it's it's an amazing service.
3: Oh, there's a rumor they're bringing it to Nintendo Switch.
2: I think it'd have to be the streaming service first, so you actually stream the games over it.
3: And if that's the case, and it's streaming, and it's actually good quality, better than that Google Stadia, then... Hey, we could be looking at Gears Five on uh, Nintendo Switch, would be, which would be fun. Because hey, they did Doom on uh, Switch. Why not?
2: Well, then again, they actually Microsoft actually said that they wanted the streaming service to actually run on every platform. So they wanted to have a like a PlayStation app where you can actually play the games through that.
3: Yeah, I saw that. But then the rumors that I, I'm going based on rumors, and I'm not sure of how true they are, we'll find out next year, but they said that Sony's deal fell through because apparently, Sony once again tried to, I guess,
2: money grab? But it's like, I know the reason why it got debunked is Microsoft want to, they don't care where you play their games, they just want you to pay the like the $10, or whatever it is every month, and subscribe to their service, whereas Sony are like, no, we want our games on here we don't want people to buy your games through our service
3: yeah so when it comes to best shooters then um, top two I only have two on this list because I've given up on Call of Duty (laughs) so I got the Outer Worlds and Gears 5
2: I haven't got the Outer Worlds on here Um, I think because we've both got it I think should we just do Gears 5
3: Ghost
2: five wins again. Yeah, all right. Stop recording. So we'll just do the best graphics, artistic and technical. So I'll name a couple of the games that I've got on here, and then we'll see if you've got any of the same ones. sort of thing. Um, so I have got control because I love games where as you're walking through the like the level. Like, the, comp- the level sort of, like, switches up, like, you're hallucinating and seeing things that aren't there and all that kind of, and I think Control does that quite well. Resident Evil 2 Remake, Metro Exodus, Death Stranding, Borderlands 3, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order.
3: See, I've only got one on that list that you named. My list that I named as my number one was The Outer Worlds because I love how the graphics reminded me of a game that I'd played before and I couldn't quite place it. My friend comes along and he's like, oh, oh, that's – I know what that is. And then he names it. It was a famous stealth game that a lot of us loved. And I'm still trying to place – it. oh, Dishonored. It was the Dishonored team that made that game. Hmm. So I like that, but then I also put Astral Chain again because I felt that Astral Chain needed some love because, as I said, for a Switch game, it got a hell of a lot of good graphics in that game. Yeah. And then Control, because as we talked about, when it comes to just playing the first hour of Control, and I was trying to come up with a review and I'm still working on that in progress, as you said, the level changes... All of a sudden you see a cutscene, but it looks like you're watching a movie cutscene because you see the female actress, and you see her going crazy, and it's like, what are they doing to me? What's going on? It's like she's on drugs or tripping or hallucinating, and it seriously boggles my mind. And then it just goes to a completely new area. And every time you enter a new area, big words pop on the screen. Executive area, or vice president's office. And it's like, Wow, this is cool.
2: I'm just sort of thinking. I mean, I I did love Metro Exodus. I thought that was an amazing game.
3: And it got hell of a good reviews, from what I'm saying. 9 out of 10 on Steam, 78% from PC Gamer. Mm. I just wish I could catch up to it, because I'm still stuck on the other Metro games.
2: I mean, I'm happy to not even talk about Borderlands 3, for me, it just looks like the Borderlands 2, just a little bit more high resolution.
3: Yeah, I noticed that.
2: Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, it looks okay, but not great.
3: Yeah, it's not the top-of-the-line graphics that I expected from a Star Wars game. Hmm. The only th- To me, the only thing in the net game that actually made sense, graphics-wise, was lightsabers.
2: So... So which one would you say then?
3: For best graphics at the top, I, I'm stuck between two. The Outer Worlds and Astral Chain. Because Astral Chain still top for Switch, graphics for Switch. And the Outer Worlds graphics are top of the lot. Actually, you know what? Let's take the Outer Worlds out of there. Let's keep them in there, but let's take them out because... If we're talking about games, how they upgraded a little bit, it looks like it's a tiny bit upgraded. It still reminds me of Dishonored.
2: Right. I mean, I do get what you mean. They've done an amazing job with Astral Chain on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. You know, so... I'm happy. So Astral Chain is the best graphics in the e- either artistic or technical level. So Astral Chain wins... So I think we will now go to, I think what we'll do is we'll do, let's just have a look how many of the, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Right, so we'll do another two or three cra- categories and then we'll finish up, then we'll record more and that'll be a separate sort of podcast, so we'll do two separate podcasts. that was me. Yeah, and then we, it's not as long for the people to listen to, just our voices morning on. So, <laughs> Hi, Justin the Voice here. First of
0: all, we'd like to thank you for listening. Seriously. We really like it when you listen. Yes. But if you'd like to do more than just listen, if you'd like to help us out, well, we have an idea just for you. Visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G. Your monthly micropayment will help us keep going all night long, baby. Oh, yeah. Mostly because we usually record at night. Yeah. But don't worry, baby. We got something for you, too. We've got special benefits for all of our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Again, that's www.patreon.com slash O-U-G.
2: Best multiplayer. Oh,
3: here we go. Here we go. I got three. Three? You probably have.
2: Oh, you got five. I've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got seven.
3: I've got five now.
2: So, I have got Gears 5, of course. Mortal Kombat 11. Borderlands 3. Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, Tetris 99, FIFA 20, and eFootball Pez 2020. That's what I've got.
3: Okay, my list. I think we're gonna have a winner here too. Gears 5. Yeah. Because they just they just added a new mode when it came out, which was a uh, escape mode, which I find quite fun and entertaining when you're trying to play online with other people. They have the traditional horde mode which is fun as all hell. You got Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 for me. I also threw in World War Z, because World War Z is one that's been forgotten by a lot of people. It's basically the follow-up to Left 4 Dead. Yeah, Left 4 Dead 2. Because, let's face it, people, I do not think that the people who created it is going to give us a Left 4 Dead 3 or a Half-Life 3 anytime soon. So... To me, World War Z is that good follow-up, and it follows the movie, the, the zombies, it follows them perfectly. Story is different, though, and it's replayable. And then I got Borderlands 3 on there, only because it's Borderlands, and Borderlands is fun. Yeah. And one that's shocking that's to me, is the biggest comeback game of the year, Star Wars Battlefront 2.
2: Technically, though, isn't that like a two-year-old game?
3: But they relaunched it. It's now called Celebration Edition.
2: Well, if you've got the disc from two years ago, will that still work with the Celebration Edition? rigid just update. Yeah. So then I don't think buy... that counts. Then I think you if to... it was a complete new.
3: You just have to buy the DLC uh, upgrade, which is twenty bucks.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, that means it's just it's just downloadable content. It's not a. You know, it's, it's downloadable sort of content for a two-year-old game. It's not a new game.
3: True. I agree with that. I do agree with that, because now that you're thinking about it, technically they didn't upgrade, update the gameplay or they didn't update any of the campaign or anything. So, yeah. Technically. It's still the biggest comeback, though. I will say that. <laughs> Especially considering how EA treats their customers.
2: Yeah. I know. So I think... Gears 5 again? I don't know, because I really liked Tetris 99. I don't know if you've ever played it.
3: Yeah, I played it, and then I deleted it after I played it, because (laughs) it was that freaking hard.
2: I really enjoyed it. I'd never thought that the... you know, the 1v100, whatever the hell you want to call it, would work, but it is actually really quite well done.
3: Well, my girlfriend loves Tetris, and she also has a Switch. So... I don't know. Should we have a tie here? Can we have a tie in this category?
2: <laughs> so like i, I me, mean, I, I definitely know that the the football games aren't getting anywhere. Borderlands not gonna win. Mortal Kombat's fun, but it's just it's the same game that it was like on Mortal Kombat Nine. They haven't really changed it up that much. Uh, I mean, Call of Duty, the Modern Warfare has changed. It has evolved, but it's still just. I'm bored with that the Call of Duty games.
3: About the only thing that they did good for the new Call of Duty that I heard is that they're finally giving people the chance to play with their own play level. So if you suck at the game at multiplayer, you're going to play in a lobby of people that suck at the game at multiplayer instead of being thrown in a lobby like the past Call of Duty games where you got professional campers camping the shit out of you the entire game. So, yeah, I agree with taking that and putting that down to the bottom
2: of the list. Right best multiplayer Gears 5
3: (laughs) runner up I think the runner up at the top of the list should be Tetris 99
2: hmm just because did you play the Tetris for PS4 last year
3: no I did not I didn't even know there was one
2: yeah it was it came out it was available to be used on the VR as well is it Tetris Effect yep it was really really good I loved it I think it was my game of the year. I think I just like
3: Tetris. (laughs) Then you and Jessica would have a lot to talk about. Mm. Oh, I just saw on Facebook today, some guy was trying to sell an old Game Boy with the faceplate knocked off of it, scratched up and scuffed up, and the only game he was giving away with it for $25 was the original Tetris for Game Boy. I'm like, ah, the memories.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I used to... I never went with a Game Boy. I had the Sega Game Gear, and I used to have the TV adapter for it so I could watch like TV when I was at school.
3: Well, there's a Sega Genesis Mini as well that has the uh, the Sega version of Tetris in it Yeah, that came out. That was interesting to see. My roommate Joe got all hyped about it. He's like, Holy crap! They're going to have Tetris on there too?! The Genesis version? I'm like, there's a Genesis version? He's like, my young Padawan, I will teach you much. And then he shows me Tetris and Genesis. I'm like, wow. The only Tetris I've ever played was the one with the old school Russian music.
2: Hmm. Yeah, it was It was weird. You need to start watching some of the like documentaries on Tetris. Because it was like, Sega made some, um, Nintendo made some... They all had different licenses and rights, and it's just home computers, arcades, consoles, they all had different developers and publishers, and it was just weird.
3: I'm just thankful that they did not make the movie that they were planning on making. Actually, nope, they're still making it. There's a Tetris movie that's going to be coming out. It's the first part of a sci-fi trilogy. Can't go wrong. It was last updated in 2016, they were working on the script.
2: Yeah, I don't think it'll get made.
3: It's going to have giant blocks flying through the sky. That's going to be interesting.
2: It'll remind me of pixels.
3: Yeah, which was a fun movie. I wouldn't give it a really good... Yeah. Hey, go buy it. But it was good. It reminded me of the old school Atari.
2: Hmm.
3: Welcome to our podcast, we've got a lot to say About all the latest games you're gonna wanna play We'll tell you what's on Xbox, PS3, PC and
1: more We'll chat about some random stuff till you rolling on the floor This is One Up Gaming, sit back and grab a drink It's time to give a listen to what we have to today
2: So, next up, best soundtrack or music to a game, and I have got one, two, three, four, I've got five games. So, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, Control, Resident Evil 2 Remake, and the Metro Exodus.
3: Well, I've only got two. I've got Astral Chain and Kingdom Hearts 3.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, To me, Kingdom Hearts 3, I wouldn't say best music or soundtrack, it's just probably the most recognizable because it's all like Disney little anthems and tunes and little bleeps and blobs.
3: Yeah, true. I haven't really heard anything about the... Gears of War, we've been talking about that too. I haven't really paid attention to the soundtrack in that.
2: No, neither have
3: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the soundtrack in... Resident Evil 2, though, was revamped from the original pixelated version of Resident Evil 2. Hmm. And Astral Chain had a good, uh. a good upbeat soundtrack for a
2: police game about aliens being invading the world. Right. I mean, like, with. I mean, the only winner that I would have out of that was the Metro Exodus sort of game, because I think they capture the atmosphere and the mood of being in the Russian Metro system mint Um, but as you say, as you've never really played it I'm happy to go with Astral Chain on this one because there's nothing else there that really makes me think it sounds great Okay and you're actually making me want to jump
3: forward and just play Metro Exodus now because it sounds better than the last two Metro
2: games it's got much more open-world sort of bits to it, so...
3: But the question is, do you have to play the last two? Because I know some other people are probably out there wondering the same question. Do you have to play the last two Metro games that just came out on HD, like last year? Do you have to play those in order to understand the story of the third one, or can you just jump into the third one and it gives, like, a little mini-recap?
2: No, you're asking, because I played this game of a long time ago now, I believe it's set a good few years after the the first two and it's now safe to come up above land because the radiation's died down. So I believe you don't really need to play the other games. I think it's like its own contained story starting afresh.
3: Okay, I just looked up Google too. Apparently for some of the listeners out there, if you guys are listening and actually um. Want to actually play this? There are several videos on YouTube that actually gives a recap that says the story so far, so you can just jump right into Exodus and know exactly what's going on in the world It's still worth going back and playing them though, but it's still got a bunch of
2: details in
3: spoiler alerts it says Do
2: you know what my biggest problem with the original Metro game
3: hmm. I'm my, all what
2: is it My biggest problem with the whole game. Which I'm glad that they fixed it in the sequel and in this one. Was that you used ammunition as currency to buy things. And your, cur- your ammunition was either brass bullets or gold bullets. And gold bullets was worth much more to sell than the brass bullets. But with me being colour blind, they both looked gold. So I couldn't tell which one was which so I'd just shoot anything.
3: Yeah, I understand where they were going with that, with the first one, but I'm also glad that they changed it because, correct me if I'm wrong, but Metro is a survival horror. It's supposed to be survival horror. So ammunition is supposed to be sparse to begin with. It's supposed to be not as able to find for your weapons because it's survival horror. So having to give away bullets to people to get stuff it's basically like throwing your life away. Asking the monsters to come get me. Come get me. I'm I'm defenceless.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. What I think what they were going for is... You can buy better things with the gold bullets. And if you don't use them in the levels... It makes it harder to get through the game. But you get better stuff. It's weird. But... I don't know. I'm, like I say, I'm glad that they changed that up. Because that did annoy me. So... Anyway, where did we get to? Yeah, best soundtrack music, Astral Chain. Hi, my name's Cartoon Penguin, and I'm a part of Shocknets' Development Team, and I listen to One Up Gaming podcast. So next up, the best action adventure game. So for me, this is very similar to the, uh, was it the best? Well, it's basically like very similar to the best single player sort of stuff. So what I have got is Control, Resident Evil Two Remake. Devil May Cry 5, Metro Exodus, Sekiro, Astral Chain, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order.
3: Hmm. Well, here's my list. And it's similar, but there's also a few things on there that wasn't mentioned. I got Jump Force, which was not mentioned, which I thought was actually a superb game, um, considering I played the first one and never beat it, but the second one, the graphics went up and they added a bunch of characters to it. Just was disappointed that it's still subtitled. The Outer Worlds, of course, because it's got some action-adventure elements to it. Kingdom Hearts 3, Astral Chain, Control, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order.
2: Right, so with this one, I think Control... I was just thinking the same thing. It hasn't won a category yet. it, It reminds me of similar... Like Alan Wake, sort of like the movement and combat. But they've actually really, really, really increased the speed of the movement of your character. So you're not like slow and ponderous as you were back in those games. Now you're very, very quick and agile on your feet, so you can actually move around and jump around a lot quicker.
3: And yeah, and the shooting mechanics in this game is a hell of a lot better than Alan Wake because... The bullets reload. If you don't shoot the gun, it reloads itself. And mm. it can also transform into a sword. And you also get powers like earth-shattering powers. And then we talked about it earlier, the levels change constantly. And it just it messes with your mind. It's like you're watching, once again, inspiration from Twin Peaks.
2: Mm.
3: So I say we go with that then. Control wins!
2: Yep, so Control wins the best action adventure game. And. So we're at about 50 minutes now, so whatever. One, two, three, four,
3: five,
2: six. So we'll finish on one more, which is going to be a really dodgy one to finish on because there's not many platform exclusive games available. But we'll try and we'll do the best platform exclusive game.
3: All of my platform exclusives, I'm warning it right now, are all Nintendo Switch. So, here's my list. Yep. Luigi's Mansion 3. Yep. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yep. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. And Astral Chain.
2: Right. So, I've got four games. I've got Tetris 99, Sekiro, Gears 5, and Death Stranding. Ooh, two on
3: there that I almost put on there, but I forgot all about them. Death Stranding, I've heard so many damn good things about, but I've not played it. I am looking forward to when it goes on sale to pick it up. But Gears 5, as I have said before, I'm in love with that game right now. But, I don't know, it's a toss-up, because... Pokemon Sword and Shield, to me, I think deserves more love than it's getting. If you put that next to Astral Chain, I'd say that Pokemon Sword and Shield deserves more love because they're going to be adding new stuff. Yes, they've been leaks and people hacked into the game, but it's still... To me, it's made Pokemon fun again.
2: Right, so... We can... I'll just leave that there as it is. So, because there was not many games on the platform-exclusive sort of setting, I am happy to say that Pokemon Sword and Shield sword and shield is the winner for the best platform exclusive so that will do for the winners and categories for this episode so it has been episode 238 so I will just go down and say please visit our patreon site which is www.patreon.com slash OUG if you want to buy any merchandise, please go to bluesyborg.com and then just search 1UP Gaming. We have our first 100 podcasts available to buy, and that's at audiobooksontape.com. And we've also got an exclusive Sans Pants Radio interview, and that's £9 plus £1 goes to um, Diabetes UK. We've also got an album out to buy. It's called Games Inspired Music and basically 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity. Please visit our Facebook page, just search 1UP Gaming. YouTube, again, just search 1UP Gaming. We have an official Twitch channel, so it's twitch.tv slash OUGOfficial. Messages on Twitter, which is at OUGOfficial. And please just subscribe to the podcast on like any platform that you do and give us five stars or positive feedback It helps when people are searching for podcasts. So it's been me, David and Brian. Yep. And we'll see you in the next episode, which will be our part two to this. Yes, it is. It will be. So thank you. And goodbye.
0: Hey guys, Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes. You in particular in that way. And I wanted to say, I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great, if you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that, you know, podcasty sort of way. And if you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny or whatever space money they use in Europe, helps out the show. Thanks for listening. OUG Gaming will always be free, but with your support, we can always move forward and always be better.
1: Go baby, go baby, go baby, I love you, said I love you, never put nothing above you, won't let go once I can hug you on the floor. They hate because you let them know that you the ish. Now they hating, not because you at the club, choosing it, too late cause now they using it, can't wait from how you doing it, I know that they pursuing it, you will kindly tell them no. now my baby's here to watch me go, and for him I put on a show, you just blessed to be here so, oh, my baby goes, goes on, her body rolls on. on, I tell her hold, hold on, we can look, we close on. on, been on it so so long, long. I tell my baby go but she's not even going though This the trust I have in her, yeah, Tell us what you say to her Yeah I'm feeling kind of slick I'm loving how I swim in it No, I'm not taming her The only one engraving it Sign it still right from her lips You need to know that she's my miss Treat her like a treasure though I never wanna let her go I keep her riding front of me, my heart she will forever be, I do this so she'll never see, life with me no misery, you deserve the world my queen, yeah I'm back down on one knee, a boy to a man that you have seen, no matter who's wrong is you and me, I'm coming for you baby so we can stay happy, I'm trying to work so hard for you and me, go baby go now, go baby go now For me. Girl, you go for me, girl, you go for me, girl, you go for me, you. you go for me, say I love you, you go to say. my baby's so bad, she can get it so bad that she loves me, no that, I'ma it so sad, sad, you looking so mad, oh, you
2: did it know that next time you should check the okay. ring. I know that one's a throwback.
1: I know you see her flashing it, especially when she they gets alone. long. I'm rubbing on and grabbing it. I tell my girl, go hey. ahead and go. Hey, go now. say I love